All right, welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are watching this show for the first time, if you don't know who I am, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show, and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together, things like making sure you have appropriate contracts, uh, EIN numbers, DUNS numbers, getting your business registered with the state, hiring policies, basic brand protection strategies. I help you do all of those things. If you are wondering why I'm qualified to help you do all of those things, uh, I am a licensed attorney. I have been one for um, 14 years and counting. I started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful in business, there are just some things that you need to know. There's no way around it. Uh, so that is why I am here. If you would like to work with me um, so that we can get your business idea out of your head and onto the streets, I want you to go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. There you can connect with me in different ways. That's where you can book your free 15 minute consultation. If you are a first time client, you can download the free biz launch cheat sheet, <clears throat> excuse me. That will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. You can subscribe to my YouTube podcast. I post all of the replays of the, uh, this show um, so that you can watch or listen at your leisure. As well, I have an array of digital products that help you with different aspects of business formation. Like I have a Dunn's Number Workshop, an EIN Workshop, an Operating Agreement Workshop. I have ebooks on uh, business entities, contracts, trademarks. So... Whatever you want on business formation, your girl got it. So go check out Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, all right? All right, that's enough about me. Let's get to the show. The way that the show works is I put the news stories that you guys have sent to me, uh, stories that I find on blog sites, and I pull the ones that have uh, lessons that we can learn as business owners. This is a time for you to get involved. Don't be shy. As long as your comments and questions are respectful, they are welcome here, okay? So I am going to ask you questions. I'm going to ask you to put comments and emojis and things in the boxes. Make sure you're paying attention and you understand what's happening. So, you know, just keep keep your eyes open and your ears open and let's get started, okay? All right. First story that we are talking about tonight. Hello, always. Hello, always hungry. Hi, Kale's Butter. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So the first story that we are talking about tonight my chocolate lovers, give me a chocolate bar. AP Jackson gave me a chocolate bar already from the pre-show. But anybody else, if we have chocolate lovers in the house tonight, please give me a chocolate bar, okay? Why are we talking about chocolate? The title of the show is Evil Chocolate, right? Hi, ya is the way. Ya is the way. Can of solutions. Hey, um, thank you, Always Hungry. <laughs> she gave me a chocolate bar and a mmm, yes. Okay, so now, what is, uh, when you think of chocolate companies, what pops into your head? What company name pops into your head when you think of chocolate 
companies. I'm going to um, give you guys a chance to put that in the box. And while you do that, I'm going to um, <clears throat> give you some background. There's a guy named Andrew Bell, and he makes vinyl toys. Uh, always, yes, Hershey, you got it right at the beginning. Hershey's, yes. Okay, so there's this guy, Andrew Bell, and he makes vinyl toys. Um, he... Uh, they ha- they sell for up to $130, and in 2018, he won um, Designer Toy of the Year. Now, what are these toys that Andrew Bell, thank you, Kells Butter, yes, Hershey's. Thank you, AP Jackson, yes, Hershey. Now, what are these toys that Andrew Bell is selling for $130 and winning Designer Toy of the Year for? Andrew Bell makes uh, monster versions of different types of chocolate candies, mostly from Hershey. So his two most famous ones are Kill Cats, like Kit Cats, but Kill Cats, and the other one is Kisses of Death, like Hershey's Kisses. Um, now what distinguishes these, uh, these vinyl toys from the actual candies is that they are designed with monsters and they have sharp teeth. And if you know anything about, you know, Hershey's and candies, they are anything but monster faces and sharp, sharp teeth. It's all chocolatey goodness, right? Um, so Hershey's d- does not like the fact that Andrew Bell is making these uh, monster versions of their chocolate candies. So they have, they first they sent a cease and desist letter to Andrew. They asked him to stop making the toys. And Andrew said, mind your business. Uh, and now tr- Hershey's has filed a trademark infringement suit against Andrew Bell. Now, Andrew Bell is not taking this lying down. Um, he said he is saying that his candies, I mean, his toys, his vinyl toys, uh, they are parody and they are commentary, uh, you know, on the fact that sugary treats are trying to kill us all, right? Now, remember, when we have talked about intellectual property, we have, we have talked about the issue of fair use, right? If you are using someone's work to make social commentary or a parody or a satire, most times you can do that because it's considered fair use. So Andrew Bell is saying that it is his first amendment right to be able to make these parody vinyl toys of Hershey's classic candies. So I want to know from you guys, do you think Hershey's is doing too much? Yes or no? Is Hershey's right for bringing this trademark suit against Andrew Bell for his monster-faced kill cats and kisses of death? Do you think that this is um, diluting the brand of Hershey's or is there a possibility of confusion with these vinyl toys and Hershey's brand? Always Hungry says that she wants to see the toy. Um, I saw a drawing of them. It's kind of like, the, you know, like the Kit Kat, it's like the four bars and, you know, a monster face, um, as well as well as the Hershey's. They just have monster faces on them. Hello, Black Lion Raw. Welcome. So what do you guys think? Do you, um, now, the, I'm, I'm the, the, the vinyl toys that Andrew Bell is making, they're not edible. They are actual toys that you can put on your shelf, right? So is there, does Hershey's have a credible infringement claim against this toy maker. Are his monster face classic candies a threat to the Hershey's brand? What do you guys think? Yes or no? 
Because I, I personally, I don't think so. I don't think that someone would see these vinyl toys that are obviously distortions of the classic candies and think, oh, Hershey's is making monster candies now. Unless maybe it was like Halloween or something. Um, so I don't think high empress, high impressive. Um, always hungry said as, as much as Hershey makes, they need to chill. Uh, Kel's butter said, how, if it's not eatable. Okay. And, and that, and that is a viable concern. Hershey's is in the business of candy and things you, you put in your body. I'm sure they have toys, but for the most part, we know them for candy, not vinyl toys. Um, always hungry said, if kids play with them, they aren't threatening. Um, true. I don't know how many parents would buy kill cats or kisses of death, uh, for their children, but you know, I know that there are a lot of adults who like to collect kooky type of things. Um, but yeah, even if kids were playing with these vinyl toys, do you think that there is a possibility of confusion between Hershey's actual candies and these vinyl toys? Or do you think that, you know, having these parody candies, does that dilute the brand power of Hershey's? Always Hungry is going to do some investigative work and look them up. Okay, girl, let me know what you find, okay? All right, so we are going to, uh, uh, are are those, okay, any more opinions? Anybody got something to say? Always Hungry said, does it blatantly say Hershey on it? No, it does not say Hershey on it. He does not use the name Hershey on it at all. It is just that they are in the shapes of classic candies that we recognize and they have these monster faces. So it's a Kit Kat with a monster face and a Hershey's Kiss with a monster face. And he's saying that this is commentary on the fact that sugary treats are killing us. Okay. Um, Kel's Butter said, how does it have anything to do with chocolate? Um, well, that, that's what, uh, that's what Hershey's is going to have to prove always hungry. They're going to have to prove that there is confusion or there is dilution or that Andrew Bell is tarnishing the image of Hershey, of Hershey's. Now Hershey's may just be mad at the fact that he is trying to say that these chocolate candies are contributing to the poor health of Americans, which is a fact. We eat too much sugar, but you can't use your trademarks <laughs> to tell a guy that he can't, you know, he can't exercise his First Amendment rights. Always Hungry said, tisk tisk, and said, reminds me of cereal that isn't the same but close. Fruity Pebbles versus Fruity Rocks. True, but both of those are cereals and you eat them. Here we have chocolate candies and we have vinyl toys. They are in two different categories. Does that make a difference for you, Always Hungry? Let me know what you think. My friends on Facebook, please feel free to join the conversation as well. Um, okay, so so are you so do you do you agree that I mean do you think that Hershey's is doing too much or do you think they're doing the right thing? Always hungry. Let me know. And while you let me know, we're going to move on to our second stories of second story of the evening. Uh, Always Hungry said it's like comparing clothes to a car. Right, right. Two different categories. But we're going to have to wait and see, okay? All right, moving on. My video gamers, please give me uh, a video controller emoji if you're a video gamer. And um, my people who like comics, 
Um, Kels Butter said, my point is why is Hershey even bothering? Because they can. Because they can. And they got money. Um, Always Hungry said, Hershey is doing what big companies do. Yeah. Because they can, they have the money. They can, they can, they have the money to go and pursue people that they don't like. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. All right. So my video gamers, please give me a video game emoji. And if you are a comic book person, give me one of those monster face emojis. Always hungry is kind of a gamer. Okay. If you are into comics or graphic novels, however you want to call them. Give me one of those monster face emojis, okay? Um, why am I asking for video gamers and comic book lovers? Um, does anybody here, uh, I always hungry said these toys are hilarious. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying them. I'm gonna have to look them up too. Rawr. <laughs> does anybody here or has anybody, um, has anybody here ever read Archie Comics? If you have read Archie comics or experienced Archie comics in any way, please give me an A in the comments. As a matter of fact, um, on the CW right now, they have a kind of more adult, racy version, live action version of, you know, Archie comics called Riverdale. Um, but if you are have any experience with uh, Archie comics, give me an A in the comments, okay? Now... Um, in the early, now, thank you for, for the A's and the yeses. Now, in the early days of Archie Comics, because Archie Comics has been around for a long time, a long time, okay? Um, in the early days of Archie Comics, there was a character by the name of Little Jinx, okay? Um, and Little Jinx was, you know, always, you know, battling it out with her dad. Um, in 2013, the people who, uh, do Archie comics, they decided to update Jinx and they, she went from little Jinx to Jinx. Um, and they tried to trademark her name in 2018 in, um, in all types of mediums, meaning, you know, comics, video games, apps, characters, things like that. So they, so Archie comics had this old character from way back, little Jinx. They brought her into the two thousands, called her Jinx, and then they tried to trademark her. Here's the problem. My gamers, has anybody here ever played or heard of a game called League of Legends? Oh, oh, Always Hungry said, uh, Lil Jinx was the only black person in Archie Comics. I didn't know that. I have to look that up. Um, okay. Anybody here who plays video games, or anybody, period, have any of you ever heard of the video game League of of legends. Um, if you have give, uh, please put yes in the comments. Okay. Now this game league of legends, uh, apparently came out in 2009 or at least in 2009, they had a character in that game by the name of jinx. So they had their own character by the name of jinx. Now remember Archie comics is trying to trademark the name jinx for all mediums, meaning comics, video, sound, uh, uh, video game, uh, you know, computer games, things like that. So there is an overlapping of these two, uh, these two brands. Um, and I think there's probably a large, um, overlapping of, you know, gamers who also like graphic novels. I just, uh, um, I just think that there is anyway. 
Riot Games is uh, opposing Archie Comics' uh, attempt to try and trademark Jinx uh, because of their character in their game, League of Legends, okay? Oh, you got Jinx confused with another character? Okay, so Jinx was not the only black character in Archie, all right? All right. Anyway, so Riot Games, they've got their own Jinx who was in their comic in 2009. Now, remember, Little Jinx was updated in 2013, to Jinx, and then they tried to trademark it in 2018 for all types of mediums. Now, when we say mediums, we mean however you can perceive Jinx. So how would you perceive Jinx? Live action video, her voice, a video game, a movie, a book, all types of mediums. The people who handle Archie Comics were trying to trademark Jinx. And Riot Games said, hold up, hold up, hold up. You need to slow your roll because we have Jinx over here in the video game area. So Riot Games is opposing Archie Comics' trademark application for Jinx. So I want to know from you guys as an audience, do you think that Riot Games has a credible claim against Archie Comics? Always Hungry said Early Bird Gets the Worm. Okay. Early bird. So you think that that Riot Games is in the right here? Do you think that Riot Games is the one um, that that their opposition to the trademark is credible, at least in the video game um, area? What do you think? Uh, if, if as for me, I think that Riot Games is doing the right thing here. Archie Comics is basically trying to do a blanket trademark in several different areas, and they, you know, failed to. They may have failed to do their research to realize that in one of these areas, in video games, Jinx is already a thing. Um, Always Hungry said yes, especially if they waited this long to do it. Well, the thing was they updated the character. The character was a child when when the character originally was introduced in the Archie comics, and then they updated the character in 2013, so she was a teenager, so she got a whole revamp, and then they tried to trademark it, but is the, uh, does that change your opinion at all? Because Always Hungry said yes, especially if they waited this long to do it. She uh, Always Hungry thinks that Archie Comics, you're out of luck because you've had this character for so long, and you just waited till two years ago to try and start trademarking. We will have to wait and see what happens. Yes, so Archie Comics, they they reintroduced the character as a teenager in 2013 and then tried to trademark the character in all mediums five years later. Okay? And in the meantime, the Jinx character in Riot Games was introduced, showed up in 2009. All right? Facebook friends, y'all are so quiet. Are y'all okay? Are you okay? Knock, knock, knock. Let me tap the mic. Ooh, okay, I didn't mean to do that. Bring it back over. Okay. Yes. All right. So, Always Hungry said, nope, they didn't do their research. I I think that's what happened. I think that the people at Archie Comics failed to do their due diligence and do their research and make sure that this character wasn't already... Um, wasn't already taken. Um, but we will have to wait and see what happens between Riot Games and Archie Comics, okay? All right. So we are going to move on to our final story of the evening. Before we do that, I want to remind you guys that you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Uh, if you are in the startup phase of your business 
and you would like uh, someone to be a legal friend in your ear to help you, you know, figure out this maze of business formation. That is what I do. Go to Linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm and book your free 15 minute consultation today. Okay. All right. So the last story that we are covering this evening, has anybody here ever heard of Models Sporting Goods? If you have heard of Models, please give me an M. I think I shopped at Models one time. Um, if you have heard of Models uh, Sporting Goods, please give me an M in the comments. Uh, and if you didn't know, Models, obviously they're a sporting goods company. Um, they filed for bankruptcy some time ago, as a lot of businesses are doing. Antoinette knows what Models is. AP Jackson knows what Models is, okay? All right, so we know what Models is. So did you guys know that Models had filed for bankruptcy um, not too long ago? <clears throat> well, uh, in the process of trying to get their finances together, um, Mo you know, Models being up for bankruptcy, they were um, basically all, uh, given an offer they couldn't refuse. Um, a company by the name of Retail E-Commerce Ventures has bought Models intellectual property and other assets for $3.7 million. Thank you for the M, Aladia. Um, now, this is the same company that also purchased Dress Barn and Pier One. So, why is this company purchasing um, intellectual property from these companies that are going bankrupt? Guys, when I tell you that intellectual property is lucrative, your name in these business streets means everything. If you have a recognizable name, you have cash in your hand. The reason that one of the CEOs of Retail E-Commerce Ventures gave for why they purchased Models intellectual property, um, they said, sporting goods is a ginormous market. If you look at people who aren't into sports, they know of Models. I'm not that into sports and I know of Models. It's well-respected and an old brand. It's something people have grown up with. Yes, um, I always tell said that's usually why companies buy things. They want your brand's patents. Yes, so one of the CEOs of this company that goes around and buys companies' trademarks and copyrights and intellectual property, they're saying, look, these names are worth money. People know these names. They trust these names. This is why we're willing to put up all this money to purchase these companies that are going into bankruptcy. The, the fact that you're going into bankruptcy doesn't change the fact that your name is recognizable out in these streets. And that is why Models can command several million dollars for their intellectual property, even in the midst of being in bankruptcy. When I say that intellectual property, trademarks, copyrights, they are important. They are super important. If you guys remember um, Tiffany's, the jewelry company, they were recently purchased by, I want to say LVMH, the, the company that owns all of those high-end brands. And they were able to increase the amount that, uh, that LVMH paid by more than $2 million, specifically because of Tiffany's brand recognition. When you have your name on lock, when your name is respected and recognized out in these streets, 
you can write your own check. That is why it's important for you to protect your intellectual property. You don't want to be out in these streets making these amazing creations and services and products and someone steals your idea and you have no recourse because you have not protected it. You don't want to be caught out in the wilderness because someone uses your name and you know and and they're able to make all of this money on it but you can't you can't make a dollar because maybe they have a better marketing strategy than you and you didn't protect your intellectual property. These larger companies are looking at smaller companies to steal your ideas. You need to be vigilant. If you have a logo, trademark it. If you have a piece of work that you have created, a book, a movie, a song, a poem, a, a you know, a choreographed dance, get those things copyrighted so no one can steal it from you. It is important. You can come you can write your own check. Modell's got 4 million almost 4 million dollars and they're in bankruptcy. Okay? So understand that intellectual property is important and it is very lucrative. All right? Okay. So those were the stories that I had for you tonight. Um, we have about five minutes before we end, so I wanted to open this up for Q&A. If you guys have any questions on business formation, on what I do on your personal businesses, this is the time to ask it. Um, <clears throat> Always Hungry said, don't you have a package that does all that, LLC, trademark, all that? No, I don't do all of those things at one time. I do, do, I do business formation strategy sessions. So if you need a roadmap, to getting your business started, yes, I do that. Now, if you need help with your brand protection strategy, trademarks and copyrights and such like that, that is a separate service. But yes, that is something that I provide on on uh, a, a person-to-person basis. Thank you so much, Always Hungry. I'm not good at marketing, guys. That's not my forte. I need to hire a marketing manager. Anyway. But yeah, so this is the time to ask me uh, your questions about your personal businesses, um, anything about the stories that we've covered. Um, There is an update on the Will Smith story of uh, him and his production company being sued about the biopic about Serena and Venus's dad. I'm going to update you guys about that tomorrow. Um, But this is the time to ask me your questions, people. We have about four minutes before we end. If you have questions on how to register your business with the state, about EIN numbers, about DUNS numbers, about contracts, operating agreements, non-disclosure agreements, about trademarks, copyrights, and patents, about hiring policies, this is the time to ask your questions, okay? Also, make sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube channel and the podcast so that if you miss a piece of the show or a whole show, you can go back and watch it on the channel or listen to it on the podcast. I've got over 200, almost 250 videos up on YouTube, so you can watch four days, okay? Uh, Always Hungry asks, what's a DUNS number? Okay, so Always Hungry, a DUNS number, I call it your business passport. It essentially is your business's credit report. When you get your DUNS number, it is how banks are going to decide whether or not they want to give your business a line of credit. When you have a DUNS number, that's where your vendor history goes. So if you're trying to get your products and services into big box stores, they're going to check your DUNS number to see what your history is as a vendor. If you are an app developer and you want to get on the iOS in the iOS marketplace, you have to have a DUNS number to get your app in the Apple marketplace. There are lots of reasons why you need a DUNS number. Um, I actually have 
have a post where I, it's the top 10 reasons why you need a Dunn's number, but it is essentially um, the number that is generated to start keeping tabs on your company to make sure that you are a good business citizen out in these streets. Make sure that, you know, your credit is good. Make sure that your, that your um, customer service is good. So that is what your Dunn's number does. It used to also be the number that you needed to, um, make a bid for federal contracts, but the federal government is actually starting their own system um, of that. So you won't need a DUNS number for that anymore. But if you have a DUNS, they're going to automatically issue you this new number. Okay. Very good question. Always hungry. So we have two more, two more minutes. Um, if you guys have any other questions that you would like to ask me now is the time. Um, Always hungry said, I'm starting a bow tie line. Still recommend it. Look, there was a man out here in the 70s selling pet rocks and became a millionaire because of it. People can sell water to a whale. They can sell, what's that phrase? Salt to a slug. If you know how to sell your product, why not? There is an audience. There is a market for everything. Look at the supermarket. There are so many different kinds of bread in the supermarket, okay? You, like, there, you... All those different types of bread, not one of them said, you know what, there's already how many different kinds of bread. I'm not going to try and get my bread out there. Yes, it's all bread, but every people don't make their bread the same. They don't use the same ingredients. It's different flavors. Everybody has their own flavor. Everybody is going to be, you know, attracted to a different brand for a different reason. I'm not the only person who does what I do, but people like the people who, who roll with me, they like the way that I present the information. They like my style of doing things, but there are tons of other people out here doing what I do. Um, Antoinette asks, does a pandemic change business contracts or allow a business to renegotiate their contract if adversely impacted? Well, the thing is, uh, now, you know, people are having to redo contracts now, but nobody saw this coming. So there's a lot of disputes right now over contracts and whether they're valid, especially if you don't have a cancellation or a force majeure clause in your contract to handle, you know, basically unforeseen circumstances. But it, a force, um, clauses like that are probably going to become more commonplace, Okay. Um, always hungry said, do you have a recommendation for a company that does this package style that does the whole kit and caboodle? Nobody's going to do the whole kit and caboodle all at once. It's going to be a process. Um, I, I, at least I don't know of anybody who would do all of that at once. Okay. Anywhere you go that those are going to be separate services. Um, yes. Okay. So those were excellent questions. I hope I answered your question, Antoinette. So we are going to end here. We will be back tomorrow with more stories. Um, if we have time, we will answer more questions as well. Thank you as always for being a wonderful audience. Um, take care of yourselves and I will see you tomorrow. Bye.